to Secondhand Film Critics, your favorite source for mildly pretentious, semi-uneducated, and highly unqualified opinions on movies. I am Kayla Fanoff, and I am with... Noah Heisinger. That's me. And w- wow. Yeah, we're your Secondhand Film Critics. And this is the very first episode. It, official episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The very first official episode. We did do like a little test, but now it's we're official now. It's the real thing. It's... The pressure's on. It is. We're actually talking Hopefully about Hopefully everything goes smoothly and we won't have to redo this episode. I think we'll be good. We're professionals. Yeah. So we should just get started introducing ourselves, I guess? Yep. Uh, do you want to go first? Sure, yeah. So I'm Noah Heisinger. As I said, I just graduated high school and I'm going into college next year for music education. So that kind of gives off the impression that I do music a lot. I am a musician. I write music, record music, I teach music, do a lot of music stuff, which is funny because this podcast has nothing to do with music, mostly. So, um, but I guess that's why I'm excited about it because it's nice to kind of have another little hobby that doesn't have too much pressure on it because sometimes, even though, since everything I do involves music, sometimes it's nice to have something else to take my time up. So that's why I like movies. So I'm excited to get into it a little more and just have a good time. Yeah. Wow. There. That was really good. I had it all written out. No, I didn't. I had nothing written. <laughs> we could always uh, do an episode on music. We could, like our favorite scores or our favorite musicals. Yeah. Tight. All right. In. So I introduced myself. So you can do you. You know. All right. So I am Kayla Faneth. I'm 21. I'm out of college. But I graduated early, so that's why I'm so young. I originally started out as a film major and then decided to drop out of film school and just do communications because it was more broad and less focused. Mm. And now I just freelance photography and video kind of projects. And I don't really know what I want to do, but maybe something that has to do with movies and... I just like watching movies all the time. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Yeah, I'm 18, by the way, because you said your age. I didn't say my age, so. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, those were good introductions. I think those really those summed it up pretty well. Yeah. Okay. So now I guess um, we should kind of, we kind of got into why we want to make the podcast, but I, to explain it a little bit, I think um, the... The introduction sums it up pretty well, but it's also like we just want to talk about movies and we text about it a lot. So it's like, why don't we just say it out loud and record it, you know, I think. Yeah, in case other people want to hear normal person's reviews on movies. Yeah, I feel like a lot of I watch a lot of like YouTube videos and I listen to podcasts about movies and it's like, yeah, same. sometimes I just want a. Uh, more down-to-earth voice you know someone that's not like a film student living in hollywood i guess you know right or actual certified critics who make their living on reviewing movies yeah so i'm not like thinking that we're gonna like influence people's opinions i just think it's interesting my favorite podcasts are ones that give me different points of view yeah we're basically the last people that should be giving you film reviews or whose opinion you really want to qualify as something that makes you want to see a movie. But that is the Yeah, point. that is. That is. Because it's like, 
we know like how to categorize movies sometimes i think a little more because we're not like in the in the inner workings so we have that's why we're mildly pretentious because we feel like we understand movies a little bit better than the larger population but we also don't fully have education on what's good yeah so half of this will just be us learning and also semi-educating i guess you know just a chill time so we're super stoked we hope that you're stoked and want to keep listening with us and to give you incentive to we're gonna list our top four movies of all time now it's not like they're the definite lists that are never gonna change but just for now we put them together yeah, four movies that could probably stay in our favorite movies list for a long time. Yeah. But are subject to change. Yeah, it's not like the order is going to stay the same all the time, but I think the, these four movies, at least for me, will always be some of my favorite movies, period. So, yeah. That's the important thing. Yep. the introduction so do you want to start this sure cool so we're both gonna do our number four movies on the list so my number four is the iron giant which is actually the only animation that i have on this list right now doesn't mean i don't love animation movies it's just the only one i got here so i've seen this movie quite a few times i didn't watch it until i was in college actually wow um i hadn't even seen it when i was a kid although i feel like had i have watched it as a kid it probably would have been even more like impactful Mm -hmm. or changing my ideas about things so what i really like about this movie is that the theme is based on the giant's choice to be good and his choice to have a moral responsibility despite what he was kind of created to be was this sort of death machine, mm. army-based robot or whatever it is. Um, and so I think it's really cool that it kind of has this mentality that, for kids especially, that you don't have to kind of be where you came from and decide who you like. Other people don't have to decide who you are. You get to decide based on kind of your surroundings and what you choose to believe. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's really good. It's definitely, and it's the perfect um, representation of like the the hero like discovering who he is. You know, like yeah. I mean, it's basically a superhero. Film. Yeah, it really is. But it's also like a it's also like a story about like the friendship between him and the kid and and it's also a coming of age story almost so i think it covers a lot of ground and it's also just a really fun time so the most recent time i watched it 
I was actually kind of surprised. I didn't take into account that there was that death scene of the deer in it. That they actually showed the deer being shot. And that scene always makes me cry. But the last time I was watching it, I was like, wow, that really raises the stakes for a kid's movie. Because you don't really think about having death in a kid's movie. But in this movie, it kind of, you're learning about that process as a kid with Mm. Hogarth learning about the process and the giant learning about the process yeah it definitely raises the stakes and it makes you like it makes that final battle with like at the end feel a lot more intense because like you don't know if the giant could like die or if he's not it feels a lot more grounded because of that that scene that you mentioned um all right so my number four is i feel like i should have done another number four because this is gonna sound like my opinions on all of the rest are going to be terrible. But my number four is Spider-Man 2. Not the one with Andrew Garfield, because that one is terrible, but the one with Tobey Maguire. That is my number four. Um, I love this movie so much. It it's In my opinion, it's a great example of how you can make a really high-quality movie, but also have it be able to entertain and have the wide appeal, um, you know? And so I think it's got a great plot structure and characters. Like it's, I think um, there's that meme going around like this should be studied in film school. But honestly, I think that the arc of Peter Parker is one that a lot of people could learn from, especially in some action movies and superhero movies today. I love, I find when I was going through these movies, I find I really like movies that blend genres a lot. And I think this one has it has like action, but it's also like a part romantic comedy, a part drama. I see this movie more as a drama than like a superhero movie. And I think when I realize I like this movie the most is when it gets to the ending, because there is never a movie that I am more satisfied of the ending of than this movie. And I think that's a real testament to the way they build up the story and the way they build up the stakes. And slight spoilers for Endgame here, I guess, if you haven't seen it. But I really made me appreciate this movie after I saw Endgame. Because in that final scene with um, Steve going in uh, Peggy dancing, that's what really made me love this movie. Because in that scene, I liked it. But I didn't really feel like an overwhelming sense of like emotion. And I feel like I should have after seeing what i was at 18 something movies or like maybe with captain america like 15 it's like all that build up and this in spider-man 2 it's one movie and at the end i feel more satisfied than i did in that scene so i think that's just such a testament to how it tells its story and how it it uh makes it, it us care about the characters even in such a hyper realized state yeah i have very few comments on this movie because it's just been way too long since I've seen it. Yeah, you need to watch it. I watch it. I try to watch it like once every couple of years. It's oh so good. Yeah, I I should go back and rewatch all of the older Spider-Man mm, movies. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's funny when I was looking at our list that this kind of even compares to the Iron Giant mm-hmm. in the sense that he in this movie. Well, I watched the trailer last night um to try to remember and you can correct me if i'm wrong but it seems like he's kind of in that process of being like i don't 
really want to be Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of over this. And he, I think what's cool is he had to come to a point where he's like, I have to choose for the greater good what my moral responsibility is going to be. And that's going to be to be Spider-Man. Yeah. And in the Iron Giant, he's like, I'm Superman. (laughs) And so it's kind of that character battle, which I think we both really like. Uh, character development of saying I'm going to choose to be better than what I want to be. Yeah, yeah. And I love how Spider-Man's like my favorite superhero because of that moral dilemma. And I love how in this movie it actually in the middle he actually chooses to be Peter Parker. And I love it's like a full 30 minutes that he's not Spider-Man at all. And he like has a real life and he's actually his, he's getting good grades. He's All his stuff is coming together, you know? But then he has that choice when Doc Ock kidnaps, um, kidnaps, um, I don't, I what's the name of, Mary Jane, I think is the last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mary yeah. Jane. But um, he's got, then it's like that, it's the perfect representation of that moral dilemma. Like, you see he has to choose to go after her or to keep, like, the last, what the last 30 minutes has built up. I really respect it for being able to show the superhero not losing really but like just succumbing to the the pressure you know like he actually chooses to take put down the suit i think that's really cool and i wish that more superhero movies would do that especially in these days where they're all yeah and i think that's something we're gonna see in the new spider-man movie Mm -hmm. it seems like as he's gonna be going through that well all this stuff happened and Iron Man's dead, and now here I am, and I don't want to be Spider-Man. I just want to be Peter Parker. Yeah, so that's why I love Spider-Man. It's such a good, Spider-Man's such a good character, so. Yeah, I love Spider-Man. Anyway, uh, you want to get to your number three? Uh, sure. So, my number three is Billy Elliot, which I hadn't even seen until this year. Like, I watched it in January, I think, and now I've watched it multiple times <laughs> since then. Um, yeah, I just really loved this movie. Um, I know that you didn't like it quite as much as I like it. Yeah, and I'll get to I liked it. Yeah, I definitely thought it was good. Right, but yeah, I I just think it's great. It makes me cry every time I watch it. I think it's interesting to kind of show normal people's life. Um, and kind of what their family was going through with the minor strike and how for Billy to be able to, um, achieve what he wanted, other people had to kind of step in and help him. Mm. And it just kind of shows that idea of building a support system around someone. But I also love the cinematography. It's so good. That for, that beginning scene with like him against the wall when he's jumping is it was like the first two minutes like okay I'm in I'm good yeah yeah it's so good I don't love one of the things I don't love is all the music selections mm. um, I think some of them don't fit as well in some of the scenes where he's like dancing it just felt like it didn't totally fit um, and you can comment on the character development which. I think is what you didn't like as much. Yeah, yeah. So I saw it like it's this is the one that's the most prevalent. This and the my first pick are the most prevalent in my mind because I watched them the most recently. But this one, 
Um, I watched like four or five days ago. And like you said, I loved the cinematography. And um, I, I thought the performance was really good. And I loved how the minor strike kind of was a great representation of the culture. And it kind of showed why he would be having the struggle that he's having. And it really, I think, was a great metaphor for like the toxic max- masculinity um, thing they were trying to say, which was really good. So I loved all that. I think, so in my review on Letterboxd, I said I liked the first half a lot more than the second half. And I think that was because once the father changed his mind about him, because in the beginning he was like beating him and he was like, you're never classic dilemma there in these kind of movies. Um, and But then all of a sudden he was just like, oh, okay, you're going to dance school. And he was super supportive. And so was the whole town. So I just feel like the I would have liked it even though it was about two hours or something, I would have liked it maybe a little longer to try to, in that middle portion, to try to develop the stuff a little more, you know? Um, And when I really noticed that was at the end when, like, he was going to school and his friend called him and he, like, they they hugged and they kissed or whatever at the end. And the dad was, like, smiling. I was like, okay, I mean... Cool, but he, like, legit, like, 30 minutes ago was, like, yelling at him about that. I don't know. So I think I liked I liked it a lot. I just feel like it could have been tied up a little better. But I definitely would recommend it, like, especially because I haven't – I never really heard about it until you told me. And so I feel like some people have not seen it, which I think they should. Like, it definitely has a lot of merit, and I think that uh, it's worth watching, especially because it's pretty progressive, like, 2000s. That was, like, 18 years ago came out yeah that's a well what's so crazy is that he jamie bell won the bafta for that movie over like russell crowe yeah he was great and tom hanks and he was like 14 and got put up for lead actor and beat out russell crowe who i think it was for gladiator oh wow yeah that Russell Crowe is up for it, and Jamie Bell just, like, wins this award. <laughs> and everyone's like, wow, that's crazy. Was he a dancer before he started this movie? Because he was, he did pretty good. Like, I was like. I'm not sure. Because if he, if that was, like, all learned for the part, that was impressive. So, my number three is, this one kind of parallels, too, because it's kind of, like, she's older, but it's still, like, a coming-of-age kind of thing. Mine is Lady Bird which is the most film student one I have, I'm pretty sure. But I love this movie because, first of all, I just have to point out the music. I listen to the, the soundtrack probably twice a month, like, in full. So good. Everything that that guy, John Brion, or I don't know how you say his last name, but everything that I've seen him do, like, it's one of those where I'm watching a movie and I'm like, this music is great. And then I look it up after and it was him. Like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, so I love his music and this movie, it's everything I love about high school movies, like the breakfast club or just like a lot of those eighties high school movies. But also I feel like the characters are a lot more down to earth and real than characters in that movie are in those kind of movies usually are. I think I realized that when I heard it described as a high school movie and I never thought of it as a high school movie until someone called it that. I was like, wow, well, I guess it tech- it is a high school movie. It takes place throughout the whole senior year. So 
technically, I guess, is a high school movie, but I just never thought of it like that because it seemed like such a different type of movie. And I love, again, I love how they blend the drama and the comedy super well. Um, I think that's really great. And back to the characters, though, I just think it's one of the only movies I've seen that when I this is when I know that I love the movie is when the characters feel like real characters or like I'm watching real people rather than I'm just watching people play their version of a real person I don't really have anything else to say I just think it's beautiful and the cinematography is just so good like I think it feels so vintage you know even though it's not obviously um, and I think the music helps that too again but great movie I love it uh, yeah <laughs> My uh, notes that I wrote about this, I, I've i only seen Lady Bird once, and I don't know if it was just when I watched it, if I didn't watch it at the right time, but I it didn't really like stand out to me mm-hmm. in any way. It just was like, oh, that's a good movie that I enjoyed watching. Um, I, I don't really remember, I remember the movie, but I don't really remember my reaction to the movie, yeah. so I just don't think it resonated with me personally as much it's definitely a lot Uh, really choppy which not like choppy but like it's a lot of different stuff like it jumps back and forth between plot points a lot so i feel like sometimes that can be a little jarring but my notes are greta gerwig exclamation point beanie feldstein exclamation (laughs) point (laughs) yeah i i don't know if there's a movie i'm more excited for than little woman this this december i cannot wait for that and this is wasn't this is Greta Gerwig's like her this was her debut right, I'm pretty sure I think this was like her first movie like that. Ah uh, yes, it was her first movie debut, mm. which is it's crazy. crazy. You know her her and Olivia Wilde both, you know, knocked it out of the these park. Great debuts. Yeah, so I don't really have much to say about this movie. Just I love it, and uh, I read the screenplay for it like a couple days ago because. I'm on vacation, and I just downloaded a bunch of screenplays to read, and I read it in, like, two days, and I was like, man, what a great movie. The dialogue is so good. Anyway, yeah. Um, so my next movie is Back to the Future, which is also kind of sort of a coming-of-age film in a way. Yeah. But it could classify as a high school film. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of fits that niche a little bit. Um, this was one of the first... I don't even remember the first time I watched it, but I know that this is one of the first movies that kind of got me into film mm. and got me into really liking movies. Um, I have a Back to the Future poster hanging on my wall. Actually, I have also have an Iron Giant poster and a Jurassic poster on my well, wall, Well, there too. you go. It's perfect. So, Yeah, but, I mean, th- this is just a classic. Mm. It's classic 80s. Um, it really helped nurture my love for the 80s because I love the 80s. Yeah, um, it's definitely vintage 80s. It's really good. It's not, none of it is like cheesy 80s. It's just complete like, it's, yeah. yeah. And obviously some of it was in the past as well. Yeah. Um, so it kind of, you know, connects two different mm-hmm. time periods and decades that I Is like. it in the 50s or 60s? It's late 50s, I think? It's 50s, yeah. yeah. But I love like that, that time period too. So it's really two great like nostalgic even though i didn't live in either of them just like feeling time periods but i remember watching this in high school and being like yes 80s and then he like rides a skateboard Mm -hmm. and that's when i was like 
getting into skateboarding and i was like woo skateboarding <laughs> and then he has that scene where he like plays the electric guitar and yeah. the speaker blows out and i was like electric guitar <laughs> these are all the things that i'm like these are my favorite into thing. right now yeah. um, it's such a cool movie it's a really cool movie i gotta say i'd only first seen this movie last year i think i first watched it i don't remember why i watched it but i first watched it last year i and i really liked it i did it was awesome um i wish i could say more about it but i feel like a lot of it blended together but i would definitely want it i feel like it's one of those that i can only watch in the summer so i'll probably have to watch it again this summer yeah it's a very summer feel movie yeah you should watch the sequels i should i should um that's what i was planning on this summer really i'm planning on watching i'll watch those and i want to try to get through Rewatch all the Star Wars movies before the new one comes out, so I can have oh, a that's right. so I can have a good ranking, like a solid ranking of them. Yeah. But this movie's it's it was really the performances were are all good, and I think it's another one of those where the structure is really well, like you can see the structure, but it's not like a noticeable thing. But it's it's a very it's one of those where like when you start watching it, you feel secure in that something's not going to happen where it's just going to throw the whole tone of the movie off. It's definitely, mm. it knows what it wants to be and it, it has the tone down and it rides it all the way through. So, and the cinematography, again, getting back to those kind of things is really good. Like the colors are all vibrant and I love in that guitar scene where like the pick um, shines, like it really just adds that, like the whole movie <laughs> kind of has like this shiny sheen on it, which I think is really cool. Yeah, I agree. Nice. So, another high recommend. I gotta watch that this summer, just because it's such a good summer movie. Um, well, a not-summer movie is my number two, which is It's a Wonderful Life. It's actually yeah. the farthest thing from a summer movie. Even though a lot of it does take place in a summer. Like, only really the beginning and end are at winter, you know? But this is a great movie. I was, act I was considering making this my number one, and I don't know if it's because it's, like... In my mind, it's like, oh, that's a Christmas movie. It can't be my number one. But it could probably be my number one. Um, I never get tired of watching this movie every time I watch it. It's like I'm watching it for the first time. I think a lot of the reason I like it is because the journey that Harry Bailey goes through on the during the movie is like a really personal one. And I feel like I can really relate to it. And so whenever it gets to that ending, a lot of things with movies i like is i have to love the ending and this movie the ending is just right on i always get when they start singing auld lang syne at the end it's just oh man teary-eyed every time um i think again that it seems to be a, a theme that i really do like when a movie has its plot structure down and it knows what it wants to be because when a lot of times when i get tripped up in movies is when they kind of throw you for a rope and it's just like a completely different tone or feeling and it's like oh well we were just on this path i like very focused movies and this movie i think is just that i i love it and i think the message is really good and very personal so that could be also why i just like it yeah we always used to watch this on christmas eve mm -hmm. like we would go to the christmas eve Chris, uh, church service candlelight service and then come back and watch it's a wonderful life and then we started watching White Christmas on Christmas Eve instead because it was like we got tired yeah. of watching. It's, it's a little more Christmassy too. White Christmas is nice. It's more Christmassy. I feel like it's a, then it's a Wonderful Life. And then it was like we got tired of White Christmas too, <laughs> so we just stopped watching movies on Christmas Eve. It's like those but are the only two I, Christmas movies that exist. There's no others. 
Yeah, so I haven't seen it in a while, mm-hmm. but I watched it so many times as a kid. Yeah, yeah. It's really great. Have you seen the colorized version? Because no. it's, you know that style of colored movies, like when, they, when they're black and white, and then they, like, it looks almost like they were painted in, you know? That style? Yeah. It's what that has, and it's, like, such, like, a vintage, like, awesome-looking color scheme. So I would definitely recommend if you're going to watch it again, try to watch it in the color version because it just it really elevates it. I feel like. Um. So my number one is Jurassic Park. Classic. Nice. Um. I wrote a paper on this movie in school at the end of my first year when I was still taking film classes. Mm-hmm. And I think that really made me appreciate the more technical aspects of it more Mm. because at that point I had kind of just been like, oh, I love this movie. The cinematography is great. The characters are fun. Jeff Goldblum is obviously amazing. Of course. Um, But, yeah, when I wrote the paper on it and I was really doing research on kind of the special effects and how they utilized the dinosaurs, obviously – And it wasn't even that it was, like, super... I mean, it was innovative, but other people had kind of been doing it before. Mm -hmm. But I love that it kind of opened up this landscape of blending that digital world with the real world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel it looks better, I feel like, than, like, some of the Jurassic World scenes. Like, the newer ones. Well... And I think why that is, is because they utilize the special effects as a way to add to the movie mm-hmm. instead of the special effects being the whole basis of the movie. Yeah, because they use a lot of, like, puffetry, right? Like, or, like, Yeah, like, they kind of balance Which is it. great. Like, those velociraptors look, like, scary when they're, like, in that scene in the kitchen. That's such a great scene. Uh, yeah, I was reading a stat last night. I don't remember what the number is for Jurassic Park, but it was, like, Maybe a hundred. I don't know what it was, but mm. it was like around a hundred or something. And Jurassic World had like over two thousand. Yeah, I think I've seen that stat. Yeah, yeah. And it's like that. I mean, that's why is because you know we've come so far with CGI, which is really cool because there's so much we can do. Mm-hmm. But it definitely has a more raw feel in Jurassic Park. Yeah. I feel like every scene except for the ones with the bronchiosauruses feels not feels less dated than like the sequels, which used the CGI more. Um, well, and the other thing is too, they kind of made this world of CGI dinosaurs. Exactly. Yeah. And then the other movies were like, oh, we'll watch Jurassic Park and see what the dinosaurs look like and how they move. And then kind of just copied and pasted. Yeah, yeah. It was a, definitely a like a really innovative movie. I think another just great summer movie. And but it's one of those where it's a good summer movie, but it's like with Spider Man too. But it's also like a, just a good. It has a lot of good qualities, like just as a movie itself, and a lot of interesting things to say, um, on like just a philosophical level. I don't get really scared in horror movies like in straight horror movies i'm not really scared i'm like okay cool they're running at each other with knives awesome but these are the kind of movies i get more scared of the thriller kind of tension building things yeah um especially 
I think Steven Spielberg does this really well in a lot of his movies is putting using kids as like the um, the people that are um, being preyed upon, I guess, like in that scene in the kitchen. I think that really grounds it a lot more because you feel like a kid, you know, rather than when it's an adult, you don't feel as scared because you feel like they have more control of the situation. But yeah. when it's like that, like a little kid, if you feel the stakes a lot higher, you know, and I think Steven Spielberg does that in a lot of his movies pretty well. Uh, did you want to say anything more about it or? No, I think I covered everything. All right. My number one is Moonrise Kingdom. So Wes Anderson is like my favorite director probably. But this movie, I feel like a lot of his movies have a, I find it's either they have that really hyper realized like classic style that he does or they're um, character driven. Mm. Um, so like the Grand Budapest Hotel is like super stylized and uh, and framed and super pretty. But I feel like a lot of times I have a hard time connecting to the story because the characters aren't like deep and it's just all style. And then like movies with um, a lot of his earlier movies, I feel like so Royal Tenenbaums or Rushmore or stuff. It's like they have the characters are really good, but the style isn't as defined or it feels like he's still trying to figure out like what he wants to do. Not as much with Royal Tenenbaums, but it still feels like in that, like he's still kind of trying to figure out how to best do that. And this one, and I would say Fantastic Mr. Fox in a way, is the one where I feel like he's gets the blend of the style and the character is just perfect. Like, it's one of his most stylized movies, and it's but it also has a lot of great character dynamics and a lot of a lot of different characters and a lot of different plot lines but they all like feel in their place like royal tenenbaums is there's a lot of different character stuff but it's like a, a lot of different heavy character stuff in this one it's a lot of little things and they all kind of blend together perfectly and behind that style it just elevates it all i think um great performances this is actually i think even though he doesn't do a lot this is my one of like my favorite bill murray roles in a wes anderson movie like that one scene where he comes down, like the kids are just playing a game, and he with comes out like, I'm just going to go chop down a tree. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just walks out. I could die of that scene. Yeah, it was an axe. Um, wow. That's so good. So good. You're just going to go find a tree to chop down. Like in that one line, it says so much about his character, and it, it's, it's so funny, but it's so like, it's such like a heartbreaking thing in that moment. So again, I just think this movie, it has the best of Wes Anderson in the character and the style mm. I feel like um and it's like a coming of age story kind of and I'm always a sucker for those so yeah it's I can't remember if I watched this or Fantastic Mr. Vox first but it would have been right around the same time that was kind of my first introduction to his movies and then I was like I need to watch all of them um but this I was one I also watched when I first started getting into film and making videos in high school. And so it was like this kind of really hit that kind of what I was looking for in movies. Yeah. I tried to show it to my family. We had like a family night and I was like, oh, this one can fly because it's PG-13. 
I think. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, this is an easy family watch. There's nothing bad in it. <laughs> uh, my mom hated it. She was like, I guess it's okay. But she, I guess she didn't like the tent scene where they're like oh the scene on the beach yeah <laughs> i love that scene is so funny well and i think oh it's funny God. too but she's like oh this is awful it's one of the most awkward scenes i feel like in this movies yeah you know? but i think that's the characters too i think they're done so well and like great acting too oh man so those are our lists one, one uh, four three two one yeah top four movies movies that we really love there you go so now you know where we're coming from and and uh, hopefully gives you a little insight into what our future opinions will be. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> they change a lot. I tried to pick ones that were, like, pretty varied. Yeah, same. In that they covered a lot of different things I like about movies. And a lot of different types of movies I like. Um, but that gives you a little bit of a, of a background for us. Sure does. Um, all right. So do you want to give them the topic of our next episode or what we were kind of thinking Yeah, so of? we're doing Pixar. Yeah, we'll probably do some at least one or two episodes of Pixar. Yeah, I think we Toy should Story do a, like, favorite Pixar movies or best and worst of Pixar. And then the one after that, we can do Toy Story 4 review. So next, next thing is Pixar. I don't think we really, especially for the summer, have, like, a definite timeline of what we're doing like when we're doing these episodes but i feel like we're gonna we're, we'll try to keep them like pretty consistent yeah just just subscribe or follow or whatever you got yeah you do these days apple um, podcasts spotify podcasts and give us five stars leave it leave us those reviews <laughs> um i guess we at the end we i'll plug our we could plug our social where you can find us online and whatever um on twitter and instagram i'm noah underscore h but you spell yeah. out the underscore so it's noah and you write the underscore word. and then you the letter h it's a big long one and then on letterboxd with all you can find all my movie stuff i'm just noah heisinger or you can look north underscore h because i think i connected my twitter to that so yeah, I'm Kayla Fanoff on all social media. Yeah, I feel like the letterbox thing would be the most interesting thing. Yeah, guys, we both kind of see. watch movies pretty regularly. Um, is there anything you want to say before no, we, I think, we sign off? No, I think we, we did a good job. Have a good day, guys, and um, stay tuned for more episodes in the next one on Pixar. So, this is